You are now listening to Sonder and Salt, the weekly podcast for food lovers. Hi, Malaka. Hi, Harley. Hello, everybody listening. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I noticed you um you exposed a little clip from last week's episode when I asked you if you were fine, and you were like, Oh I'm yeah. Fine. <laughs> on, my, okay. on my Instagram story. Yeah. Yeah. That was too funny. <laughs> we're gonna be sharing more of the um uncut gems over on Patreon. If <laughs> you do that movie. <laughs> uncut gems. Yeah. Uncut gems. If you missed the memo, we are now on Patreon and one of the tiers does include exclusive bonus content and mm-hmm. uncut scenes or cut scenes, should I say, from the podcast. There's a lot of them. A lot of them. <laughs> so for more behind the scenes gems and jokes, definitely join us over on Patreon. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, do not forget to leave us a rating and review. Five stars only. Five stars only. On Spotify, you can click where the stars are and leave a review. On Apple, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can leave us leave us a little couple couple of words. Mm-hmm. Let us know where you're from. Let us know what your, what your vibes are. Let us know what your New Year food resolutions are. And yeah, we're very grateful for every single review. They really, really do help us. Thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. What have you been up to then? What have you been? What have you been well, eating this been, week? I haven't been doing much, oh, if I'm being honest. Good. I've um, been keeping myself to myself mm-hmm. because it's January. I've actually got some restaurant bookings towards the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm just keeping it chill. Okay. So yeah. my highlight of the week is a little bit of a throwback. Pre-Christmas, it was my friend's birthday. So I went out for a little ladies' night dinner in Hartford at a restaurant called Ombu. Mm. So it's spelled O-M-B-O-O. I'm pronouncing it Ombu. Uh, and it's at Sockwell House, which is a spa. Yeah. Really fancy spa in St. Albans. And they've got a restaurant in the hotel called Ombu. And I loved it. It was absolutely fantastic. What's the vibe? What cuisine? So the... they said that it's Pan-Asian. Ah, my favourite. Yes. (laughs) Inspired by the spice roots of Asia and the Far East, Ombu serves up mouthfuls of fragrant Asian flavours. Our service philosophy is simply when ready. So you know what that means. They're (laughs) they're trying to make it sound cute. Small plates. Well, yes. It was a selection of small plates, nibbles. Wagamamas. Right, no, let's not go too far. No, but Wagamamas are the ones that come to my mind when they say, you do your order and then they say, just so you know, everything comes when it comes. I'm like, well, I'm here now. Basically, (laughs) there's no starters or mains when dining at Ombu. Your selection of sharing platters are simply delivered to your table fresh out of the kitchen when ready. So yes, it is a small plates affair. But if I'm being honest, I don't know if it's because of the people that I was dining with. It just didn't feel like small plates because we all just ordered our own stuff. That said platters, no? Um, sharing platters. So, so your selection of sharing platters. So some things were literally small plates. Oh, okay. And then like the duck salad, for yeah. example, we ordered two. No, we ordered one, but you could share it. Okay, like it was okay. a reasonable sharing amount. There were a couple of things that we ordered double of that we really could have just shared. Right. Um, like the pork belly somebody on the table ordered that don't know okay don't know apparently it was really nice apparently <laughs> apparently it was, was really it nice. glue in my no no it wasn't i was actually really good this day i had like a seaweed salad so you know when you get like sushi and it's the actual wet like seaweed. wet seaweed yeah, salad yeah, yeah. absolutely loved that they had a vegetable tempura selection which was really nice the tempura was good light crispy i really enjoyed that mm. we ordered Fried chicken. I didn't order that. My friend said it was lovely. I love Asian fried chicken. 
I, I just wasn't feeling it that day. So I ordered the vegetable tempura, which is really nice. They were like, you know those white mushrooms with a very small top, but the long stem? Long skinny with the little, yes, yes, I yeah, love those. I they come in like those. a clump. A, a clump, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, mushrooms, yeah. some aubergine, red peppers, courgettes, broccoli, asparagus, mm. lovely. As you guys know, I love vegetables. And so, crispy vegetables. And crispy vegetables and crispy <laughs> things. So vegetable tempura for me. A lot of people just it. think like, why is this on the menu? I absolutely love it. The duck salad, that actually inspired my Christmas day. Duck salad. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Really love that. Fantastic. The sushi, I almost forgot it was a prawn tempura sushi roll. Very much like a dragon roll. That's yes. my go-to favourite. It was fantastic. Really? It was really okay. nice. Like the, the rice tasted like it it wasn't hot or like it was at like room temperature like it was mm. fresh rice I was gonna say yeah. it was soft yeah any place that makes it in house I like not necessarily to order yeah. but at least like within the hour anytime because I'm not a big sushi lover mm. but when my mum is like or one of my friends like no no try it here yeah yeah I'm like yeah it's not ice cold Exactly. It's like it tastes like fresh rice. <laughs> when well, I have it out of like I don't know a supermarket counter or something. Don't even waste your time. <laughs> like, don't even waste your time. It's like chewing a little chewy ice block. Yeah, it's not. It it doesn't hit. So that was really really good. Another place on a side note that I think I've said this before, where I love their sushi is Hot Stone. Yes. You yes. Have. Really good. Like they've got this tempura dragon roll with like all these like crispy puffed rice on top. It's really mm. really nice. So I definitely love that crispy pork belly. Apparently, word on the road was that it banged. <laughs> it looked lovely. That much I will say. Broccoli, edamame, and my thing with edamame is that it has to be served hot yes. with a flake salt. If I see any kind of like small grain table <laughs> sea salt type of situation on my edamame, I'm irritated. I like um what is it? Sometimes it's got like a red dust as well. Like chili, like chili salt. Some kind of chili, yeah. Probably like chili salt. Not Please, strong. Just give me the edamame, the fresh the edamame with the salt. And I want the beans to be crisp. Yes. And I don't want the edamame skin to be too soft. No. I don't want it over steamed. No. Where it's all just mushing in my yeah. mouth. And also, mm. it's always like four or five pounds in like, a ramen place like four or five pounds. Obviously you're in like a proper restaurant yeah. probably more. It's literally a vegetable. Just give me a bowl. Exactly. Give me a whole yeah. bowl of it. Why are you giving me like? It a should really of last the entire meal. Like yeah. I can just keep going just back keep to going. it. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And then we had some seaweed salad, like the traditional seaweed mm, salad well. that looks kind of slimy. And absolutely, I love that with sushi, like a crispy prawn like and roll together. Yeah. I started eating it when I was over in America. My colleague was eating it one day, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. <laughs> I want to try it. And I think what enticed me was the smell of the sesame oil because a lot of the time they dress it in like some kind of like sesame oil type of of thing. And I really loved it. Loved it. I was obsessed with it. I probably had it every day for about about two weeks. I need to give it another go. I've only ever had it once. I had it kind of recently and it was at a Chinese restaurant near my parents' house. It's not the best restaurant. Yeah. So it probably wasn't the best. I didn't hate it. My cousin... Loved it. It was I her first it. time ever. And yeah. since then, when I saw her at Christmas, she, she went to my dad and she was like, Uncle, I've been everywhere I go, I eat that seaweed stuff it. that you've been putting me onto. You know, I, I was like, love it. Yeah. I want to try it again. <laughs> no, I love it. With a bit of um, sushi on the side. Mm. I love it. That's like the perfect, that okay. is a perfect pairing for me. I, like I said, I love Pan Asian yeah. That is my favourite. So I need to give that another go. I need to be a little bit more adventurous, which was one of my news resolutions. Maybe I need to travel somewhere. Yeah. To get good. 
We should go to Hotstone because Hotstone is a Japanese restaurant. I know, let's add it to the add list. Add that to the list. And they're always, they've got, they have two locations and the location in central London, they're always doing some kind of innovative type right. of thing with, but the one in Angel is still very much Hotstone. Okay. There's other things there that you might enjoy because primarily it is a um, hot stone restaurant. So you have like bits of like Wagyu Meat steak and, and stuff, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. If you don't, if you're not into steak, you won't really enjoy that part of the experience because that's Which really I'm not, but I love Korean barbecue. Which yeah. is also quite like beef heavy. Oh, I see, I see. Like, yeah, as, so there's always a way. Like, I still enjoy like yeah. that process because obviously yeah. I don't eat beef, but. Do you like sashimi? No. They, okay, I don't really like sashimi. I, I don't really like raw fish, so no, like poke bowls and that kind of thing. It's not really my thing. But when I went to Hotstone, they gave us like just something for free because yeah. I think they, they liked my vibe. <laughs> and it was like this butterfish sashimi type thing. Don't, can't remember, don't know, ceviche, whatever. Yeah. Fantastic. This is the thing. I don't like, I don't dislike it to the point of like, mm. ew, oh my God, no. And the two times that I've had sushi recently that, well, like two times of note. Yeah. One was at the place we went to, but when I was with someone else, um, Apothecary East. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, but the time I went with some of my girls, they got sushi. So because they had ordered it. Ordered like a it. sushi roll or like the No, they stuff. got a few different, okay. they got a few different things. They got some rolls. They sashimi, got some sashimi. Ngiri, yeah. yeah. Black, black something. Black cod. Black cod something. Mm-hmm. So because they had ordered it, I tried it because at least then it wasn't like my main meal. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't like it. Did you like whatever. it? The, one of the rolls I did like, I picked off the, the red dot that was on top. Oh, it's like the little the eggs. Yeah. I, think it, I think it's like little fish, yeah, little no, roe. It's like some kind of roe or something. Me, not for me, yeah. not for me. I don't like the, the feeling in my mouth. That's the thing. That's so my like. issue, because I didn't like salmon until like the pandemic. And it's nothing to do with the taste of salmon. Salmon mm-hmm. tastes fine. I have no problem with that. I didn't like that feeling of... The, when the actual big flakes, like really, yeah, I didn't like it, and I think that's because I I don't know why that is. I think I've got a thing with fish and cat food in my brain. Oh gosh, the like, tuna situation. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not to say that that's the thing. It's not like I'm saying these things are horrible. Yeah, I don't think these is things it, are horrible. It's just my personal. It's the, it's the fish cat food connection. Yeah, it's the fish cat food <laughs> connection. I just I just can't get over it. Like I've seen flakes of fish on the floor, like next to the cat food bowl. So I'm just like. Mm, so yeah. then you like saltfish? Or you like it when it's mushed out? Um, I No, all of these things I like now. No problem with oh, any of okay, these things now. Okay. But I'm saying I didn't really start to like them until like yeah. five, in the last five years. Okay. So sushi, when everyone I think... That's mad that the pandemic is... <laughs> the last five years, I feel like it was last year. <laughs> no, it was the last like four or five years. That's right? crazy, yeah. Like, same with aubergine. I didn't start eating aubergine until in the pandemic. Yes, you said you did like a dry yeah, fry situation. Yeah, because it was in my HelloFresh box, mm. the only place I could get groceries. I remember. So my palate has definitely changed to, to like now... I am so willing to try all the things that I say I don't mm-hmm. eat because I'm like, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I just don't eat them anymore other than beef because I just, I don't eat that. Mm-hmm. Like just a choice, but things like sashimi and different stuff. If someone who I trust is like, try it. I think when it comes to having any kind of raw fish selection, poke, sushi, anything like that, you really have to go somewhere that are using the highest quality ingredients. Right. It makes so much of a difference yeah. to the flavour, to the texture, yep. everything. If that fish is on its way out, <laughs> yeah. 
even the smell, everything. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just a whole different experience. So you really have to find a restaurant. I love Hot Stone, personally. We so know. I think, I think we should give it a try. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm down Sometimes to they have vouchers online for like £49 for like three courses. Like a and set, yeah, That yeah, kind yeah. of stuff, which are quite good. So we can definitely check it out. But yeah, Ombu in Hertfordshire, mm-hmm. that was my highlight and I really, really enjoyed it. I would go there again. I, side note, side note, side note, think that those kind of like set vouchers or mm-hmm. whatever are really good for trying something trying new. Trying stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. especially if you're not that fussy yeah. in terms of it could be a set menu or it could mm-hmm. be whatever. Book, book a table back in the day. Um, This is like during Are they uni. still going? They are, but I think... As a, as a like as a platform, okay. Because of the way that social media is now, you don't really need a platform like Book a Table to understand what's around where, where you are. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. go on TikTok and put like restaurants in South East London or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, and then you can actually get visuals and reviews and blah blah blah. But back in the day, it was really helpful if I was going to be in like South London, I could just go and book a table. But what I loved about them is that they would show you the restaurants that had like deals, and a lot mm-hmm. of those deals was like the pre theatre menu mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. something like that. So me and my friend, we we would like in relationships and we would like rinse them, <laughs> book a table. We would just send them to our boyfriends at the time. Like, I want to go here, I want to go there. It's only 25 pound per person. It was probably like the pre-theater menu or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was it was really nice. And that's how I found a couple of restaurants that I loved back in the day. The Fork, I think is a new one, mm-hmm. a new kind of booking platform. I think it's integrated with Google. So you can just book through Google. Okay. But because I've done that, they sometimes email me like, did you enjoy your time there? Yeah. Come back for... 20% or whatever. Yeah. But, okay. So cool. what's your highlight then? Mine is not as interesting and actually links to what we just spoke about, which is mm-hmm. salmon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Malacca was kind enough to <laughs> alert me when um, post-Christmas Sainsbury's were getting rid of all the salmon they didn't Probably sell. Probably overstocked, yeah. Overstocked in her local. Mm. In the two Sainsbury's, which is like a big one like a superstore and then like just a regular regular type of one (laughs) i noticed that they had the the salmon on like half price on nectar Nectar, card yeah but then it was yeah it was half price on nectar which was crazy like 10 pounds for half a side of salmon well i went to two i tried two sainsbury's before i was literally like Mm. if you see it again can you get it for me (laughs) and um you did. I couldn't find it in either one. So yeah, the salmon skews. Whoever was buying salmon yeah. at Sainsbury's, re re reevaluate. Okay, and make sure that everyone's getting a bit. I've got extra. no complaints. Do we did okay, this year? Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> but because of that, you yeah gave me two sides. No, it was two half sides. Two half sides of salmon. Yeah. So chopped it up after you so kindly descaled it for me. Gosh, what a day! You missed a couple, but I'll give me a break. <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> that's why that's why I left it whole, so you could check it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fantastic job. Honestly, anytime, anytime. <laughs> I, yeah, sectioned it all up, put put most of it in the freezer. I think I kept out three portions that mm-hmm. I like, decided for that that day. And um, brined it, just mm-hmm. like you told me, mm-hmm. in a glass container mm-hmm. overnight in the fridge. And when I came home from work, I just needed something quick to eat. And my brain was like, right, you've already brined the salmon. Where were you going with this? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I had no idea. <laughs> so I looked in the cupboard and it was like, could do rice. Mm, like, yeah, I feel mm. like that's a bit, nah. If I did rice, I would have needed like veg. So I would have needed something and also some kind of sauce. Sauce, like, for sure. Whatever. Yeah. I was like, let's do pasta. I was like, TikTok loves 
salmon cheesy pasta. And we spoke about this on our episode. Was your pasta cheesy? Yeah, so we spoke oh. about this on our, well, hang on. Okay. I'll explain. We On our episode, Social Media Menu, uh-huh. where we spoke about like creamy chicken Alfredo, uh-huh. Alfredo with salmon on top type dinners. I, was, I had a lot to say about them back then. I was like, because for someone who's actually never eaten one, so I was like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. So pour some pasta, um, season the salmon with um, honey, chili, garlic. Uh, I think I put a little bit of lemon on it and put it in the air fryer. Okay. Uncovered. So it was getting nice little crispy bits, crispy bits. and stuff. Did it work? And soy, soy sauce as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. Like, that, but that's how I cooked the salmon anyway. And then separately, just boiled some pasta, um, reserved some of the water, and then in a small pan, I just kind of basically, this is where things started to go a little bit, student dinners-ish. Because I just did like butter, Mm -hmm. teaspoon of flour, not even a teaspoon, sprinkle of flour, and then just mixed in mozzarella cheese. Right. Does this taste nice? Yes. It's not With garlic granules, hella black pepper, and the Cornish sea salt, the one that is um, four peppers. Okay. Um, do you know what I think a lot of people on TikTok do though? They use a double cream base. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I did the best I could with what no, I no, had. No, no, no. Yeah, they, but they're not really making bechamel either. Do you know what I mean? They're pouring in like a bunch of double cream and then adding cheese to it, which I have done and yeah. it can work out quite nicely, but it's not it's not a bechamel. I did my best. Mm-hmm. I had a cheesy pasta situation and then actually right before I drained the pasta water, I put loads of spinach in the water. Okay. Probably like half a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, which turned into about three strands. Honestly. Um, so that was my... I was literally just riffing off of what I've seen be done. I'll share an image mm-hmm. when the week's episode comes out so you can see what I came up with. But I basically ended up flaking the salmon just into kind of chunks and putting it on top. And I was actually really proud of it. And you enjoyed it. And it was actually really nice. And you do it again? I would do it again, but I think I would just do it properly. Yeah. Because I have a relationship with salmon where I don't really like it in flakes mm-hmm. like that. And I don't particularly believe in salmon and cheese together. Oh, gosh. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But someone did message me on Instagram. I can't find the message right now, but they said that um, they were told the same thing. And they were like, I don't know if it's just the immigrant mom thing, that the cheese and the fish will actually, like, for your Mash stomach, your yeah, it's too much. shouldn't be together. Really? And Italians don't have well, fish yeah, they and cheese don't. either. If you have a, a, a seafood pasta, they yeah, don't put cheese on no top. No cheese. And they, they don't, don't let bring you the, put the Parmesan cheese. But I just think there's just too many rules that I've heard around fish and cheese where I'm just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> One of them like apply to me. Give me a prawn. Are you talking about prawns as well with cheese? Uh, yeah, probably. Cool, Give me a, a prawn pasta with some um, Parmesan on top. Yeah, It's no. a winner. I love it. Creamy. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's why as well. I don't really gravitate towards things like um, seafood enhanced lobster mac and cheese. Okay, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. I, don't I know. do like it, but for me, the amount of lobster that has to be in Kills the mac and it. cheese. Yeah, no, I need a substantial amount. Oh, Otherwise, okay, this is okay. too much mac and cheese. Yeah, like it just. What's the point? So you want mac and cheese lobster. You want a lobster tail topped with mac and cheese. <laughs> Basically, maybe. <laughs> I had a really nice lobster like baked gnocchi when I went to that Washington, D.C. Banging. It was absolutely fantastic. It was so banging. It was for like a birthday party. I went with my cousin when I was out there and it was just so nice. I really enjoyed it. And it was the right amount, the right amount of creamy sauce, the right amount of gnocchi, the right amount of lobster. And it wasn't overbearing. It was really nice. I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, so that was my highlight of the week. Simple one, not yeah. quite as luxurious as your Stockwell House dinner. Yeah. So let's move on to the topic of today's conversation. Yeah. Which is the cult <laughs> of Sunday dinner. Okay. I, there's a podcast that I really like listening to, which is called Sounds Like a Cult. It's satirical, or mostly satirical, about groups, mm-hmm. groups in society. So it'll be like the cult of marathon runners, the oh, cult okay. of gardeners, the cult of whatever. And it's just like a, two women having a conversation, joking around about how how alike some things are to what the definition of a cult is. Mm-hmm. As in, does it have a group following? Does it require you to spend money? Does it have a place of worship? And there's like one other rule. So like right, for gardeners, okay. for example, what well, being cute? Well, the, God, like you know what I mean. Like the place where yeah. they find joy. It's like they go to the garden center. Yeah. Does it involve them spending money? Yes. Do they gather? Mm, probably online more than anything. Like sharing, mm-hmm. you know, what they've done. But and the yes, blogs and forums. They gather. Yeah. So there's like certain little things about Sunday dinner. So I love that podcast, and it's just it somehow in my head linked to the cult of Sunday dinner because it's like Sunday dinner to some people is like a gathering place. Yeah, that they will sure. spend any amount of money on, <laughs> well, not any amount, but like yeah, you know, you, you've spent money on for a lot of people on Sunday yeah. on the ingredients. If there's one day of the week you're gonna yes splash out and bring out the best crockery, set yep. the table, eat at the table. Yes, it's on a Sunday and, and have three meats, three meats. And speaking <laughs> about the table, it brings people together. Yeah, there is, there is a group, there is an actual combination of yeah. human beings that gather for this thing called Sunday dinner. That's why I pitched this topic of the cult of Sunday dinner <laughs> yeah. and some other reasons that will come up. But we was gonna talk about that today. So what is, what's your vibe? What's your initial thoughts if I just say to you like Sunday, Sunday dinner? Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner is a big deal mm-hmm. in my family. It's always been a thing. Uh, like yourself, I don't live at home anymore. So it's a battle for me. It's, there's like a, something in my subconscious that knows that it's a Sunday. So I should plan to cook and there should be sufficient dinner made on a Sunday. I'll be honest, it hasn't always happened. And because I grew up with such a thing around Sundays and Sunday dinners and having a proper meal and it being like family time, if I eat something that doesn't feel like a substantial dinner, there isn't like rice, chicken, rice, chicken and vegetables as a bare minimum. If it feels like fast food, Mm -hmm. if it feels like something that is too far removed from my culture, Mm -hmm. that is not Sunday dinner and I feel bad about it. I feel guilty. So just to interject. Okay. You mentioned a few key words here. I just want to draw out. Cook. Yes. (laughs) Yes. By you. So on Sunday, (laughs) for Sunday dinner, it has to be cooked, it has to be homemade. Okay. So rather than say like cook by me, it has to be homemade food. I've never come from a family. In your home or like a f- in a familial from, home? Yes, in a familiar okay. home. So either I go to my parents mm-hmm. for Sunday dinner or my cousin will cook Sunday dinner. She might bring it over, finish it off and we all eat it together. Or I will cook something on a Sunday or my brother will cook something. So it has okay. to be homemade food. Yep. Someone within the family yep. generally Going out for to a restaurant, anything like that, that was never a thing. Yeah. In my, any other day of the week, do what you want. Sunday. Sunday. Oh God. Literally. McDonald's, McDonald's on a Sunday. A, a crime. Literally, it's a crime. I feel so bad about it. it the thought of like ordering takeaway, 
eating outside of my home. As I've grown older, I've, I've exercised a degree of flexibility where I will go out for a Sunday roast mm-hmm. or I'll have something, but it has to be something substantial and left. it has to be in a restaurant. Yeah, you've left your house in, in, yeah. with intention. This is like a, it's a replacement. So it has mm-hmm. to feel like a like for like. I can't go out to Nando's on a Sunday. That's just not. But that's chicken and rice and vegetables. Nando's is fast food to me in my family. Nando's is fast food. That's not proper food. I'm just, I'm just putting yeah, it there. I know. That's, that's <laughs> the same. Those types of things. No, it has to be a restaurant. And at the very least, it has to be like a English Sunday roast type of okay. thing. Okay. So more, more, couple things more that you've just raised Right, there. go on. Just because of how I grew up, I, in church, basically. Yeah. So... I am very familiar through my ex- own experience and the experience that I've observed observed in society of that church, the black church experience mm-hmm. in the UK on a Sunday can be very long. Mm-hmm. And then after which, who's going home to cook? You didn't come out of church till three o'clock sometimes. Yeah. So there were definitely times of my life where although my grandma's house would be where dinner was probably going to be, depending on which church, like whatever the church situation Mm was. I'm also very much, very well versed in church has done at three o'clock. We ain't Mm -hmm. eaten since nine when we went in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're passing by the drive-through or whatever. But to me, that was only to feed the kids. Yeah. Like to feed the kids. Starting to hold you. Starting to hold you. Or worse, which was my living nightmare after church, then you do the shopping. Then you do the cooking. Oh no! So no, I think so. Asda, yeah. Then home to eat. So between church and Asda yeah. would be Beckton Triangle. Yeah, <laughs> we would pick up. Yeah, one of the fast foods that are there just to tide me or the other kids or okay. whatever. And then it would be like, okay, Sunday dinner. So this is couldn't still have been prepared in advance, or what? Why was the shopping and the being done? The the supermarket closes at four. But this is what I'm saying. There's a dis- there's a difference yeah. between like just life, yeah. people's lives, and what people get done on like Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, and, you know whether or not another like that institution on a Sunday, which is church, is gonna is gonna change. Yeah, that day for you because when I do a Sunday dinner at my house, it's the whole day. Not the whole day, yeah. but you know, it's the whole day. Yeah. If I go to church, unless I'm going to like 9.30 mass at Catholic <laughs> church, that's it. There's I'm not cooking today. Okay. Or I've cooked yesterday for today. Okay. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate, yeah. but in terms of that fast food thing, I agree. Like personally, can't yeah. be me now as an adult, but I will, I've learned not to say um, that will never be me because very much yeah, it will be me. Yeah. And if, my, if I come out of church at 2 p.m. in the future with my kids yeah. and they're hungry on a Sunday, might have to... Do you know what? I think, like you said, it, it just depends on how you navigate life because my Sundays, my weekends were very busy as a child. Yeah, same. So I would go to school Monday to Friday and do whatever activity or club. And then Saturday, I'd go to Saturday school and yep. I'd be there all day. And then Sunday there would be something going on that my parents were involved in that could be, I lived in North London, could be in South London, would be out for the whole day. But I think my mum grew up going to church and I don't know like what the time frames of her day looked like because it was definitely like a Pentecostal church. Yeah, but it meant that certain things had to be done from the night before 
first thing in first thing in the morning yeah, before yeah, you leave yeah. the house. So when you come back, the only thing you're doing is putting the vegetables to steam. Yeah. Everything else is is done. Like the rice and peas, the right the peas are soaked from Saturday night. It's cooked Sunday morning. Peas the chicken is seasoned. It's yeah. cooked Sunday morning. Everything's done. I could have been ooh, I could have been eating Sunday dinner at 10 a.m. I just wasn't allowed to. <laughs> I just wasn't I just wasn't allowed to. Sometimes it used to pain me because I'm waking up to the smell of these things. Mm. And I was craving as a child. So if I could have picked off a piece of the chicken before the day started, I definitely would have. But in order to in, in order to protect it, it meant that there was a lot of planning. Like it was it was quite a rigid yeah. structure that certain things just had there was just no if ands, buts or maybes. So as I've grown grown older, I know that part of the reason why I've struggled to maintain that in my own home is because I haven't prioritised doing certain That's things what I was on just time. About to say, yeah. Which is reminding me, and my mum will correct me if I'm wrong, because okay. she likes to, <laughs> about my childhood. Oh yeah, you guys have got two different versions. Two different, we apparently, yeah, yeah, two different observations, but 100%, I remember Saturday nights would have to put the peas to soak. Yeah. Or Sunday mornings, depending on, we didn't, all, not everybody went to church, so it would mm-hmm. be like, the peas are on, in the pressure cooker. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoever's left in the house, yeah, turn that it. off or, you know, <laughs> wait for the pressure thing to pop and whatever. So, hope I remember that right, mummy. Um, <laughs> so that was definitely, yeah, something that got done from the night before. I think my involvement, from what I can remember as like a small child, definitely involved me, like, my, my jobs of mixing and chopping mm-hmm. were still being done on a Sunday. But you're right, like, peeling a carrot, Sweet corn. Yeah. Because I remember eating sweet corn in the kitchen, so I was definitely opening the can <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah. Mixing the stuff in. Mm-hmm. So yes, mum might have seasoned the chicken the night before, but to actually stuff the cavity and stuff was still done on the Sunday, okay. like cook, cook, cook the chicken then. So yeah, there definitely are elements. And I like what you just said about my resistance to it now is my resistance to change my daily routine to fit this thing in that happens once a week. Yeah. Like to prepare for Sunday dinner. My thing with Sunday dinner is that I I always grew up with it being a big family thing. That as well. So although it was my parents, me, my little brother and my cousin, to be honest, there was actually always somebody living with us when I was growing up. Even if it was like a cousin from Jamaica, my cousin from Birmingham that I spent a lot of my time growing up with or my other cousin or my cousin in Canada, there was always someone (laughs) Someone. else. So a lot of the time around the table, you had five to six people at any given point in time. So. The load was shared Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. I got involved very early, but I liked to cook. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I showed an interest, my mum kind of just brought me in. The first thing is you need to learn how to cook a pot of rice and peas. That's a given. The quickest it was cooked, the quicker you could have your hand in the pot. (laughs) Well, I realized that if I help out in the kitchen, I can pick out the food. (laughs) And that's how I developed that habit because I could just taste stuff. And my mum was very much about understanding what you're cooking and how to cook it. So part of that process is tasting it at as as many stages as you can. So just out of curiosity, the other day when you texted me that you were stealing chicken livers from the pot, was that like, as were you you cooking them at the same? My mum was cooking them and I was checking that it met the standard. Right. Yeah. (laughs) As with whenever I go to my parents' house and I pull up, if there's a pot rocking, I get out one of those little tasting spoons. Yeah, the little tasting spoon. And I'm just like, oh, let me just, let me just taste if it tastes. Yeah. And everybody knows that that's my job. But yeah, on a Sunday, we would have so many people around the table and involved where it's just me and my brother in mm. the home. 
there just isn't enough people sometimes for me to yeah. justify what I want to do on a Sunday. Now I've kind of gotten into a habit of making one good dish that I, I probably won't cook pasta on a Sunday because like mm. I said, it has to feel... I grew up with very cultural Sunday dinners. So for me, it still has to feel like some kind of Jamaican something okay. is what makes me feel most comforted on a Sunday. Yeah. And that feels like, hey, this is a Sunday. So it doesn't have to be a pot of rice and peas because I don't know how to cook a small pot of rice and peas, <laughs> but it needs to be some kind of stewed something, roasted something, yeah. might be like roasted sweet potatoes or whatever, vegetables, three components, a good plate of food. That's my, I agree. That's my mm. belief. Mm. But the, well, the reality, the reality <laughs> is that if it's hot, it will do. Right. Like, okay. wait, my, why do I feel like he said one time that you, what, were, make, what, what, what? <laughs> you were making something and your cousin was yes, like, <laughs> yes, yes. I'll tell the story. Go on. So, my, no, but that was in the chicken sausage days. Oh God, the chicken sausage is on a Sunday. <laughs> Wait, so how are you full of grace? <laughs> Mommy, can you hear this? <laughs> what I was going to say right, was my preference is a comfort meal. Mm. Like that's the reality of the situation. I'm going to go towards a comfort meal. Mm-hmm. So it could be a rice, a chicken, or I don't always, well, I don't usually cook rice and potatoes. Yeah, it's one or the other. One or the other. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the potatoes are quicker. Parboil them, stick them in the air fryer. I love doing that. It feels like less work. It feels like less work. (laughs) I I can use that pan again, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably a meat, not usually a fish. Salmon tends to, actually I will, I'll have any kind of like, fish on a Sunday, but probably not escovitch. That to me is like, I'll have escovitch on a Friday. Hang on, get ahead of yourself. Okay, go on. I, yeah, meat probably. Something with a bit of gravy. Okay. I know Melissa Thompson got onto me the other day about a plate that didn't have enough gravy on it. And she Did was she? Like, Where's the gravy? Did you, what, in, like, your, in your DMs? <laughs> no, on a reel I posted, I think just before Christmas, on one of my vlogmases. Really? And I, the situation was that like I'd sat down with the plate and then I was like, oh, gravy. But So I got the video uh-huh. and I moved on with my life. Sure. No, I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so the story that Malacca is alluding to is that when, and if you listen to Toxic Diet Culture and Our Relationship with Food from last year, I'll relink it and you can find it on sunderandsalt.com. Mm-hmm. We went. We both went through a phase together. Don't, listen, tell the story. I don't understand. <laughs> In which we were eating a very high amount of protein from we Monday very... to Friday. High, high protein. Yeah. And okay, I was taking it a little bit more seriously than you. And I thought my cousin, he does my tie. He's like proper fit, <laughs> like gains, 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 gains. Yeah. So I made this dinner. What and, was the dinner, Holly? Um, I remember it being bulgur wheat. Mm-hmm. I think broccoli, mm-hmm. spritzed broccoli. <laughs> and I can't remember what the protein was. When you say spritzed broccoli, I think the people want to know. Okay, at that time, yeah. please remember the episode is called Toxic Diet Culture. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I was controlling my fat consumption by using like an olive oil spray bottle. Yeah. So one spritz I still use them, but that's a conversation for another day. Whatever, it's like one calorie, one calorie, two per, calorie spritz. per spritz. Yeah. So the broccoli was dry is what I'm trying to say. Okay, it was spritz broccoli, <laughs> some bulgur wheat, which, yeah. is, which is another g- absorbing grain. <laughs> and then... 
I can't remember what the protein was on the side. Yeah, sausages. Good. You know why? It's funny. Because you know when you send someone something because you think you're on the same page? That's what happened. <laughs> I can't remember what the protein was, but whatever it was, it was dry. Let's just put it that way. It was it dry. Was, it was looking like gym bros. Yeah, it was looking like gym bros. So I sent it to him and I'm like, he's going to be proud. Like, this is gains. Like, yeah. high protein, treated out the rice with bulk wheat, belly, belly in oil, vegetables, and some, like, chicken breasts. Yeah. Something. <laughs> I sent it to my cousin and it was Sunday. And he responded and he was like, if this is what living on your own looks like on a Sunday, I am never leaving home. <laughs> that is what he said. <laughs> to, the words are to that effect. Yeah. And I responded like, what do you mean? I'm on a high protein diet, bro. And he was just like, Harley, we don't, we don't do, yeah, but we don't do it on a Sunday. And I was like, no right. one told me. Yeah. <laughs> no one told me. Sunday, Sundays is like, if you're going to, if you're gonna Chigay have proper food, yeah. If you're gonna have proper foods, you save it for the Sunday. And on Sunday, you have the good stuff, the good food. For me, homemade, preferably, See, or like know. high quality food. I don't know if I have that mentality towards the dinner. I think Sunday is like my indulgent breakfast, mm-hmm. like French toast or pancakes or a fry up or whatever. I'm like, yeah, on a Sunday morning, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that links to my childhood too because that after church slot was very much like calf. Okay. So maybe it's just that in my head. But that's, then it ends. Then I'm just like, then it's just, then it's just go home and eat your dinner. Whatever your dinner is, your dinner is your dinner. But, but okay, so when you were growing up, the days that you were able to get home from church on time and have dinner, was it anything goes or was it kind of like a consistent no, type of format? For, for what you're talking about. Yeah. 100%. Like drinking grandma, like yeah. full dinner. Like So then is it just it just kind of wore off over time as you've grown older and you live by yourself? Um, you know what? And this is probably a deeper conversation. Yeah. Season four of Sonder and Salt movie. <laughs> it probably changed. The dynamic of dinners, meals, celebrations changed in my family when my grandma passed. Okay. Completely. Okay. Even though we still were responsible for cooking Sunday dinners in our house, we didn't eat there every Sunday. Yeah. But the dynamic of those things absolutely changed because... She's like the kingpin. Yeah, hundred like, yeah. percent. Like she was the oldest um, child of like mm-hmm. her siblings and stuff. So birthdays, occasions, mm-hmm. cooking, stuff like that. And it didn't. It didn't like nothing about it made me be put on or put off of Sunday dinner specifically. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, well, if my mum doesn't do it mm-hmm. today, or my dad doesn't do it today, there is no one else. Yeah. So on the what used to be the alternate. We just started doing other stuff. <laughs> like I started see. going going out to eat or going to Chinese or yeah, every now and then we'd have dinner with a, like, a different family member and stuff, mm-hmm. but probably further from where we lived and stuff like that. So I think it just crept into our lives in that way, whereby just things started getting a little bit more relaxed. So I reckon it was that. And then, yeah, you just find something you like. So next thing you know, our relationship with food, so I think we spoke about this in our Women's Day episode where we are saying like, our mums are definitely the influence, the original yeah. influencers when it comes to like <laughs> where to eat and stuff. But I also had that, like my relationship with my mum got cool mm-hmm. and it was like, I was old enough to eat places and like go out and stuff. So it's like, okay, we can. So why wouldn't we kind of mm-hmm. thing? Work Monday to Friday, you've got Saturday and Sunday to spend with your kid or to spend with your parents. And like you said, I was the same as you. I was either in Saturday school, Saturday mornings or swimming, trampoline and club. Yeah. So it's like probably eating a sandwich in the car. <laughs> and then, okay. So then on Sunday, it's like, okay, what do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Like if your kid turns around and is like, 
steak. <laughs> sure, let's, let's go. go. Yeah. Like, let's go kind of thing. So I think it just kind of became a bit more that that vibe. Where, and now and now it's kind of made Sunday dinners sacred again. Like it's made Sunday dinners I was going to ask, so your again. desire to get back into Sunday dinners, yeah. what is that rooted in then? That is rooted in my awareness that I have even less mm-hmm. now I live by myself. Because, like you said, who's cooking eight components for one person? Uh-huh. I actually did it this Sunday, but that was... I had I had the day. I just decided to... What did you make on Sunday? did my roast chicken, roast potatoes, oh, yes. carrots yeah, yeah. and parsnips. And then I just did pe- green peas with mm-hmm. butter and stuff, which is okay, not 100 components, but still... And I made gravy from chicken back all the way down. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting into, yeah. I'm getting into my bag. But yeah, it's definitely meant like if I want to have dinner with my parents on a Sunday, I'll be like, Are you cooking? So when Granny was alive, mm. what would you typically be having on a Sunday? Because you said eight components. Her potatoes <laughs> cooked from oh, yeah. whole. <laughs> Classic. The hard skin roast potatoes. Hard skin roast potatoes. She would make oxtail. Mm-hmm. Probably a roast chicken or two. Similar to your upbringing, there was always someone in her house. Mm-hmm. We've always eaten pork, so some kind of pork. Um, greens. Well, probably not greens. Probably cabbage. Okay, yeah, no, that, that's greens. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, they love that. Steamed cabbage yeah. um, and rice. Rice, either white rice or rice and peas. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, vat of gravy going around. Two things that, mummy, we're going to remember this the same way. Okay. Aunt Bessie's um, Yorkshire's, mm-hmm. either the ones that I will still buy now, mm-hmm. the ones that are like raw, that puff, like when you put them in the oven, or the ones that are oh, just already almost done. warm them. Mm-hmm. Like mac and cheese was a thing. It was a definite thing. It just wasn't a thing that as a child I was that like, interested in. So okay. it wasn't necessarily on my plate because I was just a daddy's girl and daddy didn't eat cheese. Okay, okay. So <laughs> but the day I discovered mac and cheese, I was like, <laughs> Bye daddy. <laughs> Bye daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So you touched on briefly that Eskovich could not be your Sunday yeah. dinner. Is there a day for Eskovich? Friday. Right. Friday or Easter. Typically, it's fried. It's fried fish. So yeah. it's not to say we never had it on a Sunday. I just probably wouldn't get up and make escovitch fish for my Sunday yeah, dinner. Yeah, I thought maybe there was fish at my grandma's house. Yeah, so sometimes. So in in my home, growing up. Most of the time, so my dad, most of his family live in Jamaica. My mum's mm-hmm. family live in Wolverhampton. So I spent most of my Sundays in London having dinner with my immediate family, right. which meant that it was my mum doing a lot of the cooking. Me, my mum, my dad would get involved sometimes, depending on what's on the menu and who's around. She hosted a lot. Not when she was forcing him to be a vegan. No, we were vegetarians. <laughs> and actually, I think we were pescatarians. When he I'm broke free. And was came like... back from Jamaica and said enough was enough. Yeah, he got tired. But yeah, we we would just have dinner as a family. So my mum works. My mum's very vibesy. She has a degree of structure. So there's things like rice and peas is probably always going to be made. Mm. Um, some kind of vegetable. But then the proteins are very much down to the phase that she's going through, what she's feeling like. So there were times where we would have oxtail repeatedly. Mm. There'd be times where curry goat would be on the plate. There'd be times where we'd have fried chicken or some kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some kind of experimentative chicken recipe that she wants to try out. Chicken pieces we had a lot of because if there was a lot of mouths to feed, it would be a tray of chicken. Yeah. So we went through a phase of like, snapper fillets red snapper fillets so my mum would my parents would go to the fish market and depending on what they picked up that could dictate the sunday dinners for the next few weeks but for the most part you'd have a fish a red meat 
and chicken. Really? Yeah, okay, like for, no, for, no. for a long time. We would have like three meats because really? Sunday's dinner is Monday's dinner and you have about six people. True. So you have to make sure that it can stretch and it's mm. sufficient enough that everybody around the table is satisfied in some way. Some weeks my dad doesn't want chicken, but that's he might crazy. want the red meat. You know what? That's, that, that's scary. Why? Because... <laughs> I'm just so used to being in like a three-person nuclear family. Yeah. Even like, like I said over Christmas, seeing the amounts of food mm-hmm. that people cooked for like what is still their immediate family. Yeah. I'm like, I need to have half a kid. Like, why? One kid. <laughs> because I, I personally don't have the like, just freestyle. Yeah. To be like, that's enough rice for ten people. Oh, you know okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I cook for one. At best, I cook for three. <laughs> Like, and I cook like my dad. My dad is very tight to cook in terms of this today's food for today for three people. Yeah. My mom will be like, is there more? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> my mom cooks. It's like, is there more for the probably, town? Yeah. My mom <laughs> my generally cooks in that way. The, my parents cook. My mom definitely cooks with the leftovers in, in mind. mind. As we've gotten older, she has tried to kind of rein it in a little bit because... She just wants a bit more variety and mm. she doesn't like to get stuck with the leftovers. So as long as there's enough for like lunch or at least another day, dinner yeah. and enough for us to take home. So you have at least one more dinner, then she's fine with that because Sunday dinners are such a big deal that it, we just make the most out of it. There was a time though when I moved out and I think my brother might have been at uni and I went back to my parents for Sunday dinner and we sat down to eat and my mum just put this one small roast chicken on the table, <laughs> a bowl of rice and peas and some steamed veg. And then she sat down and I said, um, guys, <laughs> what is going on in the House of Commons? What is going on? Like, where's the Sunday dinner? And she was just like, oh, but for the most part, it's just me and your dad. And we, yeah, 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 I yeah, said, but yeah. I'm here now. So one chicken between the three of us. <laughs> I don't understand. That's what I get when I go home now, which is why my mum's like, oh, we don't really care. We don't really have any food. <laughs> we don't really, we don't really I told them to wrap it house. up. So big, let's big just, Sunday. Let's just go to go to town, to go somewhere. I'll be like, like not to say, my fridge is not particularly always well stocked with yeah. like whole meals, but there's always a, a something, you know mm-hmm. me, covers scrounging. <laughs> house and I'm literally like all right yeah I'll just I'll make something don't worry I'll make something mom looks at me like with what with what <laughs> <laughs> the one pack of pasta to the what, what is it that you plan on making yeah <laughs> she'll probably watch from the kitchen door like going through every cupboard she's like well it's just me and your dad in this house so we don't really buy a lot of stuff yeah I'm actually like don't invite me here for five things. Yes. <laughs> in the cupboards. Look like then. I think my, my parents know the deal. When The minute I get to my parents' house, the shoes go off, I put on my allocated slippers. slippers. Yes. Yeah. Put my stuff down, use the toilet, wash my hands, all that stuff. I'm into the kitchen. <laughs> what is rocking in these pots? I need to know what's going on. And if nothing's rocking, what's the plan? Because I know there's something planned going on here. Well, so. my mum's plan is get, let's get in the car. Yeah. So... We grew, both grew up in a Soup Saturday mm-hmm. household or outsourced yeah. Soup Saturday. But no, do you know what? I think for me, 
Come I, on. No. Did you did you work in it? Did you live in a restaurant or something? My parents had a restaurant at one Every point. Every day, home cooked food. Yes, I, I actually. I, 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 actually was was I was at Calabash. I was at Calabash. We had a very different childhood. That's because my mum actually had like a passion for cooking, and she married my dad, who does not eat outside of his home. <laughs> like it's only as we've grown older that he's become a bit more flexible with eating out. And even then, he it's not any and anywhere that my dad will eat. Yeah, I grew up in a home that was constantly cooking. If it wasn't my mum, it was my dad. If it wasn't my dad, we had um, a lady that helped us sometimes. And if it wasn't her, it was my cousin. As I grew older, it was myself. So everybody was cooking in the home. On Tuesdays, mm-hmm. we had lemon chicken. Right. On Wednesdays, we had pasta juice. <laughs> On Thursdays. Oh, wait, the lemon chicken from the fridge. Yeah, from Tesco. Oh, yeah, okay. Tesco ready meal. Because I ate lemon chicken on the days when my parents ate salmon. My dad put salmon in little foil parcels with boiled potatoes and he used to put dill on it Mm -hmm. and make it all cute. And then I didn't like salmon, so I had... uh, I had ch- lemon chicken with white rice. Oh, okay. And they had um, salmon and potatoes and veg, whatever. But um, yeah, th- that was my routine. Thursdays, I think Thursdays and Sundays were grandma days or okay. miscellaneous activities. I know Thursday was me and my mom's pizza night later in life when my dad would work nights. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember that in my childhood. And then, yeah, stuff like that as well. Like, my dad worked nights. So I think Saturday Saturdays were soup in my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. But then also, there were days in my grandma's house that were fasting days. Oh, okay. Like, again, like ch- if if you are a church person, like yeah. if you live that life, you'll know that how your life mm-hmm. ends up kind of like Wednesday. She would fast on Wednesdays, so even Wednesday, weekly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would oh, host okay. prayer group at her house. So Wednesday mornings, I felt like Matilda. <laughs> like summer holidays, I was yeah. in there like dun, 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 yeah. dun, different days meant different things in life. There was a period of my life, I think I spoke about where my mum would eat her dinner in the car, in a Tupperware, and it was swordfish. And You never spoke about this. What are you talking so about this? This was every single Wednesday night. This okay. was when I was playing, like, not professional, but netball, like, uh-huh. league netball. So we trained, like, twice a week, different locations, either in Plasto or in Wanstead, and then the games were in Essex. Mm-hmm. So... My mom had to be a soccer mom. Okay. Like soccer mom. So she would come home from work, not even come home, bib the horn outside. I would be sitting on the front doorstep with all my kit on, come home from school. I've eaten so it's digested. But I would give me a Tupperware with her dinner in it, get in the car, go pick up my friend, Julianne, get to whichever place we were training at tonight. Mm-hmm. And while we trained, she would eat a dinner in the car. And it was always swordfish. That day was pretty much all sword, oh, okay. swordfish dinner. And like, it's a running joke now because me and my friend Julian will reflect on like life. Yeah. And be like, do you remember when we used to get back in the fishy car? The fishy car? Because <laughs> when you said swordfish, I, I could smell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swordfish used to do it with like this little vinaigrette thing. Like just, there are definitely meals that are punctuated days mm-hmm. and periods of my life. We had a before. structure that was kind of similar like so it started from sunday so sunday's dinner was monday's dinner and sometimes depending on if you had like meat left over we might make like a chow mein or some kind of something yeah, like yeah, that on yeah. a tuesday my dad would do something like that wednesday typically was like it was at the jamaican break hard food or salt fish and cabbage with rice or something like that on a wednesday thursday mm. for the most part was jacket potatoes we had a lot of jacket potatoes or some kind of pasta dish but my dad was an interpasta he could just about manage a jacket potato. So we would have jacket potatoes. Fridays was 
takeaway or some kind of fried food. So you'd have like the fried fish or we'd have like fried egg, homemade chips, that kind of thing. Saturday was soup and then you're back to Sunday. It's so interesting. I would love us to, if they're interested, interview yeah. our parents. Yeah. Like on these topics and just be like. This episode is about two hours long. But yeah. <laughs> yeah but, like, <laughs> so be it. Let us know. We'll put a poll up on Instagram if you think that would be interesting because I'm just nosy, number one, yeah. to be like, do you remember this? How I remember this? But also, like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why did we do that? Because I'm just thinking about my reasons from a childhood perspective of why we did certain things. I think, pretty sure I told you about me and my dad's jam donut. Recky after school. Jam donut or... Nah, what's going on? <laughs> apple turnovers, but the apple turnovers yeah. were for dessert. Yeah. We'd get them at that time and then I'd know later in the yeah. evening I could have an apple turnover or a cream slice yeah. or something. As you said dessert, that reminds me about Sundays as well in my home. That was the only day of the week that we would really have dessert. Like my mum would bake on a Sunday as well sometimes. And so every Sunday would be like, that's dessert day. But typically throughout the week, mm. we just, and maybe that's why I'm not a dessert person because I didn't grow Probably, up yeah. like having a lot of dessert. Oh no, we banged off dessert. We would, nah, it just wasn't really a thing for me unless banged she off desserts. baked something like just in the week randomly. We oh, these were not have, baked, these were not homemade desserts. Yeah, no. Banged off desserts. Dessert. Apple in a, in turnover, week, no. cream slice from the pantry in Ilford, yeah. or from um, Percy Ingalls, RP Percy Ingalls. I didn't know like Percy, Percy Ingalls, you know. Ingalls, East End institution. Yeah, I know another person from the East End of <laughs> London, and they love the, um, the donut yeah. holes from Percy Ingalls. Donuts from, not don- donuts wouldn't be for dessert, but donuts from Tesco were the mm. same in my life. Apple strudel, frozen apple strudel, just strudel. Really? Mainly a weekend thing, though. In the week, dessert would be. The mini pots of trifle or cheesecake. So or would you have at my grandma's house dinner? a trifle? Uh, no, probably no, not. But regularly, but regularly. Yeah. But it's not. It's not even to say like we'd have dessert with every dinner. It's just like you go shopping, you buy trifles. You just buy them. So you might have one in the afternoon. Do you know what? <laughs> might I'm, have one in the evening. I'm, I'm just like... thinking about it now, and I probably love sorbet because I grew up eating a lot of ice lollies. That's yeah. what my mum used to buy me. Like, and for some reason, in the evenings, I would mm. eat yogurt. Like mm. a muller corner, like a yeah. sweet, like not like breakfast, like a sweet muller corner. The, the strawberry one with the white chocolate balls. Yeah, that no, that was like me lunchtime or a treat. Nah. That was like a treat. Oh my gosh. It explains so much now. Yeah. See, this is why I need to interview my parents. <laughs> and I'm like, you made me the way I am. Bang off dessert. And biscuits just as a whole, you know I love, you know mm-hmm. I love a biscuit. Yeah. And a pastry. Look, it's all making sense. <laughs> My childhood was based very much around meals, Mm. having substantial meals. And that's probably why I'm not really a very big snacker. And when I did develop like a habit of snacking, I could let it go quite quickly because I just never really grew up having snacks. But I like, even Christabel said it one time, she was like, you eat a lot of food throughout the day and your food is not like snacks or anything. You want like small plates of food. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very much that kind of person. If I want something quick to eat. The best thing for me is to find some kind of leftover in the fridge and have a small bowl of of food as opposed to like, oh, two bits of toast. That's air. That doesn't do (laughs) anything for me. And yeah, I don't buy snacks or anything like that. Yeah, um, it's it's all clicking now. You love a dessert. And there were even like rituals, not rituals, Mm. but everyone in my household, everyone, all three of us, were still allowed to be individualistic Mm -hmm. in terms of, if, if someone didn't eat a thing, there was something else. So for yeah. example, I was eating chicken on the day where they were eating salmon and 
in terms of the desserts that we would just pick up in shopping, the days when I was sitting eating yogurts or things I liked, my parents would have this mini mm. tiramisu or the mini growing up something I didn't eat. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Sponge pudding or lemon tart. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, and I'm just, everyone's having their own kind of thing, but it was definitely like, oh, dessert now. Like, oh, should we, like everyone get their thing. Go in your cupboard and get your thing. And then my mum also, as I got older, got into mentality of, in the supermarket be like get what you want I don't want to hear when I'm eating yeah. mini cheddars that you haven't got anything oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so I would pick up whatever I wanted yeah. and when I heard the cupboards go in and yeah we'd be like oh okay it's night time no god they ruined me oh give me a break <laughs> the parents interview potentially on the list we know what we do and don't like to eat on certain mm-hmm. days and why we are the way we are yeah how we've got here <laughs> so are you yeah in the cult of Sunday dinner I am. I would say I'm not a very good member okay. at the moment. And I've alluded to this a couple of times where even between me, my brother and my cousin, we try very hard to keep that structure. So we we have an agreement that we do like every other Sunday. Right. I cook Sunday dinner, she cooks Sunday dinner. It's also impacted by the fact that my social life does creep into Sundays. And so I'm really trying to reclaim Sundays in my life yeah, so that they yeah, can yeah. just be a day for reset, a nice Sunday dinner, chilling at home, family time, etc. Spending more time with my parents. Yeah. Um, but being a member, of any institution requires sacrifice with, sacrifice and moving with intention I think so for me to really engage with the cult of Sunday dinner I have to be intentional about it I have to prioritise it and it's not just about the meal mm. for me Sunday dinner it really is about like the connection the family time it is quite ritualistic that mm-hmm. this is a time for me to cook actually mm. eat at home celebrate my culture those kinds of things and say yes yes I am but I have fallen <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been very good <laughs> okay well your membership seems to be getting renewed I don't think I'm a member you don't think so like I want to be that's the yeah. thing I really want to be okay I'm at the door okay. I'm like application denied application denied application <laughs> denied they're like show they're like show improve okay you know? so that's what I'm trying to do I'm in that period right now where I'm like faking it till I make it mm-hmm. I'm gonna pretend that I'm a member do as much Sunday dinner stuff as possible until until you guys welcome me until my cousin's not my well- I mean, violence. I can talk to them. I'll see what we can do. Okay, yeah. But, you know, as an established member, yeah. if you wouldn't mind pulling some strings. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I love a word. I love a word. It's definitely a club that I'm looking to join. I'm also looking to join... In case, you've got, right. I, know, I know you've got a few memberships. <laughs> okay. Also looking to join the um, Sunday Brunch Club. The cult of Sunday Brunch. So, do you know, that's the thing for me. What's that then? Yeah, Sunday Brunch and Sunday Dinner is too much. Collide. Yeah, it, it's a clash. And that's probably where I've fallen sometimes. Doesn't have to be boozy, though. Don't, no, just, but just, just even being yeah, out, brunch, yeah, yeah. having brunch and Sunday dinner, it's, it's a bit too much. But yeah, yeah, I'd like to be a member of that. I would um, like to be a member of the Saturday brunch club. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Let me know where, where the application and stuff is. Okay. Apply for us both. Um, and I also would like to be a member of, and this is another thing I'm, I'm actively working towards, the like run to something club. The what? It's so, like I run. Okay, like, yeah. I want to be able to like run to coffee and a croissant. Or like I want to run to like I wouldn't want to run to like a sit down thing. Why I'm do you want to run? Sweating and stuff. It's just a thing that I see people do. Oh, like okay. it's just to tie, get things yeah. done. I'm already going on a run. Why don't I just make this route end somewhere where I can try a new coffee shop? Yeah. Or you know, I'm actively trying to try more indies because 
I haven't I'm been able at, to not eating out of yeah. chains at the moment. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. ever again. Okay. So I'm trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. get into that kind of habit. Let us know your opinions on Sunday dinner. Are you a member of this institution or not? We will put up a poll on the episode if you are listening on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And we will do a few bits on Instagram throughout the week. And if you are a member of the Sunday dinner club, what are we calling it? The, the cult, cult of right, okay, the cult of Sunday dinner. What are you eating on Sunday dinner? Because mm. that looks different for everybody. And I know quite a few people that they celebrate Sunday dinner, but it is a going out to eat with family day mm. after church, like you said, or what? it's just a day to yeah, spend yeah, with family yeah. and they're happy to go to restaurants on a Sunday, but it's, a, it's still a very much a family day. If it's me and my mum, um, one thing, and this is just a cultural flip flop, because one of my best friends is Chinese. Dim sum Sunday. Yeah. Dim sum Sunday is it's Sunday dinner. That yeah. is Sunday dinner for like that culture. Mm. Fair enough. Now, like in a restaurant where anyone can go. So mm-hmm. we've done that a good few times at Dim Sum Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. a Sunday dinner. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. We will catch you in the very next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.